live from Columbus. It's the Zone of Truth. On this historic episode of our groundbreaking program, Griff and I walk through some major changes coming soon to Hideous Laughter Productions, then open the floor to our listeners tuning in live on Twitch to answer all of your burning questions about the exciting announcements. I'm your host, Steve, in the studio with your GM and my co-host, Griffin. Roll a will save. You're in the zone of truth. And we're live. We're live, baby. On Twitch for the world to see. Oh, we usually only do this for charity. I know. <laughs> but the charity this week is ourselves. I don't know that that's what charity is, Steve. That's not oh. what's happening. Well, I don't know. I'm just trying to start off with a bang. It's episode 100 of the Zone of Truth. We were just talking in the pre-show. We have been doing this for almost four years now. That's crazy. It's a long-lasting uh, talk show, man. Jeez, think about all the cool stuff that we've done. We have talked to Paizo writers. We've reviewed products. We've recorded this show in a, a house at Gen Con at your parents' house. We've done it remotely. We've done it on the bed in a, in a PaizoCon hotel room with our friends from Wheeler Woe. We've had some amazing friends of the show on here. Deep dove into the show, creatures, gods, monsters, what have you. We've covered a lot, not to mention all the other bullshit like drinking seltzers and uh, fish sandwiches and an inexplicable episode where we talked about root beer for an hour and a half. It's been a good run. Yeah, it's been a good run. We've done a lot of weird shit. Yeah, we have. <laughs> all worth it. Yeah, I mean, the trend's going to continue, I'm sure. I have absolutely no intention of changing the show at all. So that's, you got so much to look forward to. Griff, how are you doing today, man? Uh, I'm doing really well. I actually brought a special treat for episode 100. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. Cause it's a, you know, it's a big one for mm -hmm. you and I, and this is really the show you run. So for it to hit a hundred is a big deal. So I, <laughs> I brought us the Jaguar God from Anchorage Brewing. This is a, a $70 real fancy bottle one, right? of beer. Oh, God. Uh, and this is a barley wine imperial stout blend. It's 15.5%. Starting off with a bang. So and, you know, drink these out of the yeah. skulls. I'm not going to give this one a battle. That's what I'm saying right off the rip. While oh, my God. Do you smell that? Not yet. Holy cannoli. Hasn't quite wafted into my nostrils. <laughs> what I'll say while you're pouring this is once we get through this, I've got a little bit of a classic surprise for both of us. Uh, you brought a. $70 bottle of beer. I brought four cans from a 30 rack of hams that cost me about $10. So we're pretty much even. Even Stevens. Yeah. Cheers, bud. Cheers, it's been a good man. run. Boom. Oh my God. That's just wild. There's a lot to it. In a really good way. Yeah, that's wow. that tastes fantastic. I was expecting for a 15 and a half percenter to be overwhelmed by that booziness. Mm -mm. It's I'm shocked. That's 15%. Yeah. It's, wow. it's just, it's, it's like sweet. It does have that. Like, I wouldn't even call it wine, but like almost like a berry uh, flavor yeah. to it. And it's very chocolatey, very yeah. rich. Wow. <sighs> it's really difficult for me. Huh? How do I put this? Once you get beyond a certain like dollar threshold, 
with a lot of like wines or expensive beers or something, I have difficulty justifying that because I don't have the most refined palate. So like I'll miss some of the complexities and stuff. So it's really hard for me to justify making those types of purchases. But let me tell you, that's a $70 beer. That's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Wow. I think this is one of the ones they do. That's like a beer aged in different like port barrels and whiskey barrels. And like they transfer the barrel it's aged in and it's mm-hmm. aged for over a year and a half before they even bottle any of it. I'm just enjoying like, I don't know the aroma that's just lingering in my sinuses. Wow. I think that's it's the right time of year. I was pleasant. a little worried about drinking these like in the summertime. Mm-hmm. It's just too dark and too kind of like, yeah, you did the right thing waiting for some colder weather. Yeah, it's got a little bit of a cloying property that I think maybe would stick to you in a bad way in summertime. But mm-hmm. right now is just kind of like, hmm. Yeah. Well, y'all know the format of the show. So we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been up to for the last little while. And then we're going to take a little bit of a diversion from that format. We are going to kick it to a pre-recorded video that you made. That's a big State of the Union address covering every single show that we're putting out right now, some of the exciting changes that we're making to those shows, some of the exciting changes we're making to the Patreon, some really cool big news, and then we're just going to open it up for questions. So before we hop into all that, Griff, what you been up to, man? Well, it was just the holidays, so I was actually, we drove down to South Carolina. It was the first time I've ever been to Hilton Head, and we visited Savannah, Georgia as well. Oh, cool. Really interesting city. Had a really good time there. And the weather was like 65 the entire time, which beats the piss out of <laughs> Columbus weather. So I, we saw some historical buildings. Savannah is really cool. You would have loved Savannah because I think it's like the third biggest port. It's a huge port. It's a yeah. huge port. And you could, um, they actually had like, I'm, I'm aware. They had a one way road right by where there's like a channel between the city and the port Mm -hmm. and it's like uh, new Orleans. You can open carry drinks on this street and you can watch like the port. Oh my God. You look out over the water, you can see the port. Speaking my language. So, and you see like, you know, these huge container ships and stuff. Like a lot of people know that I'm a big train guy. I love looking at a locomotive and all of the things that the locomotive is towing, but boy, do I like looking at a container ship too. Boy, if I could just stand on the side of the road and getting fucked up with open carry booze, just watching boats, man, that's just a vacation right there. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was great. And then between the last one and now, Haley and I watched this anime that I have to talk about. Okay. Um, Good. It's called, it's a Netflix original. It's called Romantic Killer. And it's an anime where the main character is a girl who gets like she's she's like obsessed with video games and she gets contacted by a wizard and the wizard is actually a country funded program in japan that uses magic to make her life like a dating sim and so that sounds great so (laughs) the premise is she's like resisting this dating sim thing she doesn't want to be forced into a relationship or Mm -hmm. anything but the wizard like takes away all her favorite things and forces her to like focus on these potential romances and starts bringing people into her life that like like they meet by happenstance it's all through this wizard's magic and it forces her into like romantic situations with them and it's 
absolutely hilarious. Because they do all the tropes. There's like the heartthrob that goes to your school. There's mm-hmm. like the long lost reconnection of like a friend you had in childhood. There's like the rich boy that thinks he's better than everyone else that like <laughs> that changes for her. God, it's, I can't wait to watch this show. <laughs> it's uh, it's really quality, and I think the people that listen to our stuff that like the the trashy side of the stuff we listen to would absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. That rocks. The only other thing I've been doing is playing Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet. I got Scarlet, but uh, God, that's that sucked up all of our time. My Haley's and Chris's. Yeah, I've been hearing plenty about it from you guys. That's very exciting. I know you guys are having a lot of fun with it. Some very fun bugs to watch. Yeah. Haley showed me lots of videos that never cease to entertain me on those. Um, on my end, let's see. I don't know. I usually have a whole bunch of stuff that I like to run through. I guess I will throw a plug out there for a rather recent Enter Shikari song called Bull that they released as a single. It is a little clubbier than what they usually do, but it is so much fun and is going to be great to hear live. But I also did go back and visit my folks for Thanksgiving, went back to Chicago. I saw them. I saw some relatives. I saw friends from high school. It was a really good time. This is the first Thanksgiving that I actually was able to go back home since I moved to Columbus. So it was really special and I was able to see my parents' new place. But more than anything, I was still kind of a loss of what I wanted to talk about even while I was driving over here. And as I usually do most days now, I'm listening to the entirety of the record, The Hum Goes On Forever by The Wonder Years. Second song is a song called Wyatt's Song. And it is a song that the lead singer wrote about his kid, very young child, a year or two old. And really more, it was about him and his relationship with him and how he was so nervous and anxious to bring a kid into like the crazy world that we live in. But like the joy of raising that kid overshadows all that anxiety and how scared he feels. And it made me feel really special because my brother just had a kid, him and his wife. So uh, I guess I'm just going to cheers to a uh, little Tommy Strapple. I'm Uncle Steve now. Tommy. So. Yeah, Tommy. That's great. Cheers. Congrats, Dave. Congrats, Katie. Congrats. Um, the bloodline is strong. Big kid. <laughs> Nine and a half pounds or something. It's a real Tomcat. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's pretty much it. So without further ado, let me see in the chat. Do you guys want to hear some announcements? That was lame. <laughs> well, you know what? Here's the thing. It sounded really cool in my head that I realized I would just be saying it to dead air. To dead air, yeah. It's not, right. it's not like they're gonna they can't they can't speak back. Steve. Oh no, I'm seeing a, a woo, I'm seeing another woo, I'm seeing a yes, please, a maybe, a couple no's in there. So okay. well, then, I don't yeah. know why you're here. You guys should come back uh, in like 20 minutes. Yes. So without further ado, we're gonna kick it to a video. It's a little long, but it covers a whole lot of stuff. Let's do it. Haley, whenever you're ready. Okay. Hello, everybody. I'm Griffin, CEO of Hitty Slapter Productions here to welcome you to the future of the network. As promised, I have many exciting updates to share with you all, but before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to all of you supporting the show. Whether you do that through engaging with our community, leaving us kind feedback on your podcast platform, or you're able to support us financially on Patreon, your participation and feedback goes a long way. and is why I'm able and excited to announce so many awesome things today. So without further delay, let's get started. And what better place to start than with the show this announcement is airing on, 
Zone of Truth, now on its 100th episode. I want to begin this discussion by giving my co-host and the true showrunner of Zone of Truth, Steve, a huge shout-out for the work he puts in on the show. What started as a simple HLP recap show has turned into a multi-segmented and multi-faceted production. Over 100 episodes, we've interviewed industry professionals, members of the Paizoverse, reviewed new Paizo releases, deep dove into real-world and in-setting lore on monsters and gods alike, and of course, we've eaten a fish sandwich or two. We've taken the show from a one-on-one recording to a live monthly event and used Zone of Truth as our testing ground for remote recording and studio building. None of that would have been possible without the hard work and creativity of Steve at the helm. The future of Zone of Truth is bright as we head into 2023. We'll continue our bi-weekly release schedule on the Hideous Laughter podcast feed, and Zone of Truth Live will continue as a monthly Patreon benefit at the $10 and up tier. Zone of Truth will expand in scope to cover not just HLP recaps, but also occasionally recap our other shows on free-to-listen feeds. We've successfully used Zone of Truth to fundraise for charitable causes, raising $2,000 for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation in 2021 and $2,500 for Speak for the Unspoken in 2022. The generosity of our listeners continues to surprise and delight us year after year, so we'd like to expand the fundraisers we do in 2023. Finally, if you're a content creator or work in or adjacent to the TTRPG space and would like to be interviewed on Zone of Truth, please reach out to myself or Steve. We'll do our best to get you on the show. Next, I want to talk a little bit about Bestow Curse. Thanks to the generosity of our patrons, we were able to launch Bestow Curse as the second free feed for Hideous Laughter Productions. This show is not only an opportunity for our group to sink their teeth into Pathfinder 2E, but it's also a chance to play the much-beloved Curse of the Crimson Throne AP. As the GM of this show, it's been an absolute delight getting to flesh out the people and places of the city of Corvosa. My players continue to surprise and impress me with the way they interact with the world we're building together. Currently, the show is deep into book two, and things are only going to keep heating up from there. So we hope you listen and enjoy. As Bestow Curse approaches its two-year anniversary, we continue to be impressed by the amount of new listeners tuning in as their first experience with Hideous Laughter Productions. The switch to second edition has brought in many new listeners to our growing community, and as we look forward, we hope to grow Bestow Curse as much as possible. Our goal for this show is to eventually release episodes weekly like we do for Hideous Laughter. Further into this announcement, I'll let you know how you can help make that a reality. Let's move on to the future of Link Legacy, shall we? Since the inception of HLP, it's been my big stretch goal to one day grow the network to a point where we could be partnered with Paizo. That's kind of my we've made it goal, although I never really thought we'd get there. Two years ago though, through the support of all of you, we were able to make that a reality, and with that partnership, Link Legacy was born. From the beginning, Link Legacy was set up as a variety show with different modules, casts, and GMs playing through shorter sessions. We hoped to provide a Patreon experience that was less grandiose than our free adventures and more closely approximated the at-the-table feel of our group. So far, I've run Carnival of Tears, followed by Steve, who ran No Response from Deepmar, and then Haley ran Realm of the Fell Knight Queen. Currently, we're in the middle of our first 2E module, Malevolence, run by Chris. I want to give a huge thank you to my fellow GMs for putting themselves out there, 
oftentimes GMing in front of a mic for the first time. I think all of them have given different but equally fun and engaging takes on being in the GM seat. I've been so pleased to be a player for the first time on the network, too. I mean, that's worth the price of admission alone. In 2023, we'd like to expand our table experience outside the network. In order to do that, I believe Link Legacy needs to move in front of the paywall as a free offering from Hideous Laughter Productions. It wouldn't be fair to only expose guests to members of our Patreon. I think we have to expose them to our entire audience because they deserve to be heard by everyone if they're coming onto our show as a guest. After we finish Malevolence, likely in the first half of next year, Link Legacy will become a bi-weekly stream on the HLP Twitch channel. The first streamed adventure, the remastered second edition Crown of the Kobold King compilation, say that five times fast, will be run by yours truly and will feature the return of a certain kobold gunslinger from all the way back in Link Legacy Season 1. If you haven't heard that, I suggest you go listen to it when you get a chance. We'll be bringing guests from across the Paizoverse and beyond to fill out the party for each segment of the adventure. For Crown of the Kobold King, the adventure is actually split into three parts, so uh, we're aiming to have new guests for each part of that adventure. After Kobold King, we'll continue in the Link Legacy tradition of rotating GMs and changing systems. So far, we've played many adventures in Pathfinder 1st Edition and a couple in 2nd Edition, and we're hoping to expand the systems we play even further, maybe to Starfinder, maybe to non-Paizo systems. Um, the future is bright and exciting, and the capacity to be able to do that live is, um, is a little scary, but also fun, and I think um, I'm really looking forward to it. Episodes of Link Legacy will be available after they go live on our YouTube channel, and the audio will be edited and available to $10 and up patrons. So we're not forgetting our audio-only listeners. We never will. You're our bread and butter, and most of our stuff is still going to continue to be audio-only. Uh, but for these episodes, we're going to take special care to edit them and make sure that they're a product worth listening to on a podcast feed. I hope we haven't let you down in that capacity so far, um, and we're not planning to let you down with Link Legacy. I think it's going to be a fun live experience, but an equally good audio experience. With Link Legacy becoming a free show, that opens a slot for something new on our Patreon feed, and our listeners have overwhelmingly given us feedback that they want to hear us play a new adventure. I'm pleased to announce we've got a new show coming up called Speak With Plants that will release after Malevolence finishes at the $5 and up Patreon tier. This will be a two-week conversion of the Iron Fang Invasion AP, and I'm thrilled to have Haley in the GM seat for this adventure. Her style of GMing is going to guarantee that Speak With Plants is one of the most fun things to listen to on the network. And, you know, because it's going to be so fun, we had to put it behind a paywall. We just had to. The players will be myself, Steve, Chris, and Tim of No Response from Deepmar and Pavlos and Pals fame. Uh, and this might be the most chaotic group of players we've had on an adventure. I'm particularly excited to hear what each of the guys brings to the table. You might be thinking, Iron Fang Invasion isn't particularly plant heavy. 
why are we calling it speak with plants? Well, the other players and I are operating under a constraint when building our characters. All of our characters must be from a plant ancestry. That's right now just Leshy, Gorin, and Kanrasu. Uh, our options are somewhat limited, but Haley's doing a good job allowing us to be flexible, and I think it's going to be one of the most fun things we've ever done. This show will be released bi-weekly on Tuesdays, the same time Link Legacy currently releases. Now for the reason most of you are tuning in, let's talk about the Hideous Laughter podcast. Over four years ago, I couldn't have imagined being in the position I am, giving announcements about not just one, but a whole network of shows. Uh, none of this would exist without the success of our flagship show, HLP. I never really went into recording Carrying Crown thinking about the end. Instead, I always focused on improving the show, uh, making my storytelling better in the moment, and making the story my own. But now, looking back on 225 plus episodes, five and a half books, and almost half a decade of this show, I feel like I can finally say with confidence that our version of Carrying Crown is definitively ours. The story that we've been sharing with you, although it uses a pre-written AP at its core, is truly our story. Even though I'm not quite ready to give up Carrying Crown, I know all good stories come to an end. I know we have to look to what's next, and I know it has to be something I'm equally as passionate about as I am Carrying Crown. As a child, my parents played Jimmy Buffett constantly, and I'm reminded of the lyrics that often resonated with me back then. Yes, I am a pirate, 200 years too late. In my social studies classes, I was enamored with the stories of Edward Teach, William Kidd, and Anne Bonny, among others. My family often vacationed in the Caribbean, and I would imagine what those islands were like hundreds of years ago while leafing through my wrinkled, sun-bleached copy of Treasure Island. Even now, shows like One Piece and Our Flag Means Death and bands like Ailstorm capture my attention above all others. I guess what I'm saying is I really like stories about pirates. With season two of Hideous Laughter, I'd like to try my hand at telling a swashbuckling tale on the high seas. Because like Mr. Buffett, I've always loved the pirate fantasy, even if I was born a few hundred years too late to be a buccaneer. I'll be at the helm as the crew and I head down to the shackles with the Skull and Shackles adventure path. So let's talk about some details. I'll be returning as GM, and we'll be converting Skull and Shackles to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. I'm thrilled to announce that Haley, Steve, Emily, and Brooks will all be returning as players for this campaign. There's one more adventurer joining the ranks of the mainline HLP crew. We hope he finds a sea leg soon, because Chris will now be a member of the cast, rounding out our party to five PCs. I can't wait for this crew to set sail. The character concepts I've been given so far have me dying to start playing. This show will air after Carrying Crown completes and the HLP crew gets a much needed break, likely in the summer of 2023. Stick around if you're watching this announcement live to get a better look at the season two logo and hear the new HLP theme song. Finally, I'd like to discuss some changes that will be happening to the HLP Patreon. First, in conjunction with our aforementioned goal of making Bestow Curse a weekly show, we're adjusting the existing goals on the Patreon. Instead of starting a Bestow Curse talk show or making Link Legacy weekly, we're fast-tracking our weekly Bestow Curse goal. 
at $3,000 a month, we'll take Bestow Curse Weekly. We're nearly halfway there, so if you enjoy all the content we produce, consider supporting us and helping us make even more content. This is going to be our only goal until we reach it, at which point we'll announce the next goal for the network, but honestly, this is what we're driving towards. We want Bestow Curse to be weekly. We've heard you. Everybody that's listening to Bestow Curse says, I love this show. I wish it was weekly. We're trying, guys, but we need your help. Second, once Link Legacy goes live, the $10 and up tier will have access to a podcast feed containing the edited audio of those streams. Uh, Our goal is to have that audio on your feed within the week the live episode airs, so we haven't decided on a day of the week that we'll be streaming, but once we do, uh, you should have your audio-only edited episode uh, within the week that the live episode airs, so we'll do live episode and then it'll go up on the YouTube and then within a week our patrons at the $10 and up tier will get access to that audio feed. Third, the $2 tier will be changed from a drink poll to uh, sponsor an HLP hero point. So moving the main show to second edition means that we need hero points. We're going to be using them. Um, So when you submit your hero point, we'll read them on air and shout you out this change kind of sparks a bigger change for hlp season two uh, in that we'll no longer feature the crew drinking at the top of every episode instead we're going to rotate one person per week to come up with a mixed drink pertinent to the story and share what they've made on air we'll then share the recipes on social media and attempt to give a non-alcoholic version of the drink if possible We realize that many of our listeners don't drink and would prefer less focus on drinking at the start of the show. Because of this, while we still want to keep our identity intact and have a drink at the top of the show, and you know we're still going to be drinking during the show, uh, we don't want that to be the focus of the banter at the top. So expect to hear new and diverse banter for HLP season two instead of "What are you drinking?" Um, I think it's a I think it's a good change and I'm excited for it. I'm also excited for what my uh, co-cast members will bring to the table in these mixed drinks. Hopefully it's something that our listeners can also enjoy. With the changes to the drink pool, there will no longer be a drinking game tied to the episodes in HLP season two. The good news here is this opens up our monthly discord episode, listen along drunken disorderly to any episode on our network, not just HLP. We'll send out polls for what show and episode our $10 and up patrons want to listen to ahead of time. But this opens up Bestow Curse and Speak With Plants when it airs and Link Legacy, uh, as well as old Hideous Laughter episodes and the new season of Hideous Laughter. So a lot more uh, options for Drunken Disorderly, which is exciting. Although this is still our opportunity to drink along with patrons, We're going to be doing it Saturday night still. Um, We'll also be doing informal Q&A about the episode in lieu of a drinking game. So feel free to vote for episodes where you want to know what's happening behind the scenes. Um, We'll think back to that episode and, uh, and give you guys the inside scoop if you ask for it. Otherwise, it's going to be much the same. We're going to be hanging around, drinking. You don't have to drink if you don't want to, uh, but it's our chance to kick back and hang out with the patrons. 
finally, uh, go check out our merch store. We've gone live with a bunch of new gear, sporting all of the new logos. So, uh, Speak With Plants logo, the new Season 2 Hideous Laughter logo, that's all out there. Give it a look. With all that information through, I'll turn it back to myself and Steve live to answer any questions you have about these updates that I just talked about. Thanks so much for listening. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh my God. Look at that banner. Well done, Haley. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, now you got to come towards me. Come towards me because the logo is encroaching on you. Okay. I'm coming. I'm coming. So. I only made the logo bigger for a minute. I'll make it smaller. (laughs) I think we're in a good spot right now. Okay. Um, We can get a little closer, I think. Yeah. Not much closer, but I think we're pretty much as good as we can. I gave you guys pirate hats. All right. Yes, that's what I was really excited about, honestly. Um, Griff, how exciting. How exciting indeed. That's, uh, oh boy. I've been wanting to talk about all of this stuff for so long, and it's been tough to kind of hold it in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're not one for holding it in. You no, those 45 not. minute pee breaks during our episodes. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Good with information, though. Anyway, so there's a whole lot that we covered in that video, or rather, you covered in that video that people probably have questions about. So I would say if you are watching us live on Twitch right now and have questions about some of these upcoming projects or how they might develop or whatever, go ahead and start throwing those in the chat because we're going to start answering them as soon as we're able to. In the meantime, though, there's one question I wanted to ask you, Griff, and then we do need to play that new theme song for the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So people who have listened to all of the episodes of Zone of Truth and are familiar with our mainline show, Karen Crown, that has a neutral interlude that borrows heavily from Skull and Shackles, know that, one, we borrowed heavily from Skull and Shackles for that, and you and Haley have actually played in a decent chunk of that AP. So walk me through what the listeners can expect. Is it going to be the AP as written? Are there certain things you're going to have to change because we slash... Haley have experienced a good chunk of them. Tell me about it. Sure. So I think as I addressed in the address, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is going to be our version of Skulls and Shackles, just like this was our version of Carrying Crown. It's going to be different. I'm going to change things from the way that the story is written. And there will be some twists and turns that don't follow the original AP. With that in mind, specifically, there's elements of plunder and peril I want to bring in. There's elements of serpent skull I want to bring in. Um, So stay tuned. I think if you've listened to other Skulls and Shackles productions, I know there are a couple out there. Ours is going to be unique to us. And it's going to be an adventure that you've never heard before verbatim. So I'm hyped for it. I mean, I'm it's a pirate adventure. If I'm better at GMing anything than horror, Mm -hmm. it's a pirate adventure. Yeah. So I'm just playing back into my wheelhouse here. It's a pretty drastic thematic shift from the very hard gothic horror of Carrying Crown. But in that way, because Skull and Shackles is so pirates and Carrying Crown was so gothic horror, it's different, sure. But I actually think that plays really well to our strengths. We can immerse ourselves in a genre. It's just a different genre. Right. I mean... Take Bestow Curse. People love it. I love it. I'm having a great time with it. It's completely different than Carrying Crown. Yeah. You're in one place. Carrying Crown never stays in one place. I just, 
I legitimately think this is going to be the best thing forward for this show. I think you guys are going to take that theme and run with it. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to be able to deliver on the theme in ways that will surprise the listeners, you. You know, Haley played through several books of this adventure. I know you've read uh, or listened to books one and two. Like, this isn't going to be what you remember. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be more fun than what you do remember. (laughs) I love that so much. I can't wait. When you suggested doing this, it was kind of the last thing that I expected you to suggest. But as soon as you did, I was like, oh, duh. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Let's do it. And boy, I couldn't be more excited. Thanks for that answer. Oh, I, I see I see somebody. Uh, I, I actually want to address this question really quick. Sir Newt asked, does this take place before Carrying Crown or afterwards? Afterwards, mm-hmm. which means that the events of the neutral interlude will play directly into this adventure path. What has happened in the shackles is going to be important mm-hmm. to what happens in the shackles in this adventure. I think that is universal for our shows. You correct me if I'm wrong, but we're playing in the same world. These aren't branching things, but this is going to tie partially to Carrion Crown. I'm sure you could listen to it. I'm calling our shot here. Uh, I'm sure you could listen to this adventure and never have listened to Carrion Crown. But if you do like listening to the evil interludes before listening to, or, you know, in conjunction with the regular show, it's probably just going to enhance your experience. I would imagine. Yeah. So, before- yeah, when you hear about like the Nigul in Skulls and Shackles, you're going to mm-hmm. be like, oh shit. Yeah. What can that boat do? Sexy tiefling tiger. That's really important. Um, all of that type of stuff. Now, at this point, we had a great theme song for Carrying Crown, but it's thematic to gothic horror. It's not going to fit a pirate campaign. Haley, you want to share with the folks out there what they're going to be hearing every week? Yes. Now, I want the listeners to know this isn't cut down to its final form as it will you know, be played, but So uh, that's fun as hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We went through a lot of different songs and that one just screams HLP. I don't know what you all think, but I think we've got a pretty good track record of fucking banger theme songs. Yeah. And that is one of the bangers. Okay. Um, that is a lot of stuff. How about we start answering some questions from you folks at home? What do you guys want to know about these new shows, these new changes, the old shows, whatever. Haley, do we have anything that's uh, 
that you want to uh, chat about? Sorry, we have a, a couple questions. They're not necessarily specific to the show. So hang on, let me uh, let me do a quick uh, couple. Yeah, let's leave books. these ones specific to the content we just announced. Mm-hmm. We've got Eric from Ten Lawnums. Is there an opportunity for the new crew to find some treasure that was left in One Piece? They uh, all know about our love for One Piece. Yeah, they group. do. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, this is going to be like, you know, there's going to be elements of One Piece in this. I can't do a pirate adventure without borrowing a little bit from that anime. <laughs> I, I will say, and I didn't mention this in our chat when you were doing lots of iterations of the new logo. There was one new HLP logo that was very One Piece inspired. Is the one where the skull was? Yeah, I did. And, yeah, I did the, yeah. the white skull and the and the like brown anchor, and it was like on the map or whatever, mm-hmm. and the and the font was like ocean. Yeah. Yeah, I did make a One Piece logo. It was really good. We didn't land on it. So, Bibi asked if you could give your character one tag of powers to pull from, what would it be? One what? One tag. So I, I'm not sure if that's maybe a typo. Maybe he means like tag in the sense of Tui, like... Oh. I don't know. Sorry. He's, I- looking, he's looking for spoilers, I think. Like, if your character has a tag, like, if you were playing a Leshy, one tag would be plant. Yeah, like, right? he said, like, one tag in PE to simulate a double fruit. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> They're really stuck on one piece. <laughs> oh, okay, like, one tag in 2E to simulate a double fruit. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Is this, like, character specific? I I'm guess. S- I, I don't have a character in this one. Yeah. I could do one. Okay. Scales. Uh-oh, scales and shackles. Mm-hmm. Oh, that reminds me. We are probably going to call this show still the Hideous Laughter Podcast, but I have an alt title. Or like, you know, instead of like Hideous Laughter presents Skulls and Shackles or something, this title came to me in a dream, and mm-hmm. that's not a joke. I, it actually did. Hideous Laughter presents Skull and Shrapples. Skull and Shrapples. Absolutely not. <laughs> Think about it. Go home, Steve. Think about it. If you ever do surface skull, you could call it strapless skull. (laughs) Corey asked, hey, need me for maps? (laughs) As she has been doing her maps. Yeah, probably. I'll I'll be in touch. (laughs) Well, let's see. Fez has asked, how are you guys going to balance all the content with your full-time jobs? So we kind of did a, before we did this State of the Union announcement actually several months ago we all met together and kind of you know discussed all of our availability all the big changes in our lives you know brooks and emily moving away was obviously like a part of that conversation and i think the way that we've cast these shows and the cadence that we're planning on recording them we're good we've Mm -hmm. even planned for hitting the three thousand dollar tier and and doing the bestow curse show weekly so um we're ready we're ready to do it yeah we actually right now just by nature of the release schedule it's usually more on me and steve to fit in these shows yeah and then we have a very far in ahead planned out linked legacy recording so we, we end up with like more flexibility than we expect i think just because we bite off a lot more than we can chew 
yeah, we've settled into a really nice cadence for all of our shows. And, and like you said, with the exception of these live Zone of Truth, most of the time, it's just like, when can the two of us get together for Zone of Truth? And that's probably going to actually maybe get a little bit more difficult with that announcement of we do want to start interviewing more people in the community and bringing more people into Zone of Truth. We've gotten a little comfortable with just the two of us because that makes this show the easy one to fill in when we have time. But, you know, it is fun to talk to other people and get their perspectives. And we've talked to folks on this show who play in different systems, people who are not podcasters in this space, who make dice or make the game that we play or what have you. So to talk to those people, I think, is a really, really cool opportunity. And we need to do more of that. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm rambling now, but yeah, we're, uh, we're going to have time. Don't worry. We'll we'll figure it out. Don't worry. It's not with all of the stuff that we've announced. It's not going to be worse than what we're doing today. <sighs> okay. Eric has asked, are hero points in the form of sea shanties worth double? Ooh. <laughs> Eric, really good question. Yeah, yeah. I'll say yes, but you have to submit to me the tune to which they're sang. Because mm. if I have to sing it on air, I need to know what the, like, I need to know if, like, to the tune of the Wellerman or to the tune of, you know, I can't infer a tune. Yeah. You give me to the tune of, it'll maybe be worth two doubloons. Oh, I was going to say, Bippy's got a great idea, which is, uh, are we going to call hero points doubloons now? And yeah, I think well, the answer should be yes. Yeah. Pieces of eight. Pieces of eight. Yep. Neat. All right. So let's see. I know we've got another one. Is there any party theme for Skulls and Shackles? And that is from Random Lab. Pirate. Yeah, Correct. Uh, pirate is the theme of the party, yeah. I, I suppose. What I'll say is we have not gotten together and said that we're, think about our malevolence run, right? We all are parts of a home inspection for the Haunted Zarwin Manor. We haven't gotten together and said that we're all going to fit into one theme. Personally, I don't know that that's conducive to the larger, like six book AP story than it is a smaller module. I think it, it will be better for the show if we all have a well-fleshed-out backstory that's relatively independent of each other, similar to Carrying Crown, similar to Bestow Curse that we bring in, because I'm cooking up something that I need to talk to Griffin about, but it's going to be really, really cool if he says I can do it. And uh, I don't know, it would be tough to tie that to four other people, you know? I would rather do that for a long-term AP than say, we're part of a pre-established team. I'm seeing a lot of questions coming in for the actual show. Um, yes, there are now a bunch of them. You want to rattle a couple off? Yeah, I was waiting for Steve to finish. Okay. Sorry, I just <laughs> yeah. I saw him flying through. I didn't want to miss him. Absolutely. So Fez has asked, do hero cards play a role in Skulls and Shackle like they do in Curse and Carrion Crown? Absolutely. Hero cards are our thing. Awesome. GCP has bottle caps. We have hero cards. Mm -hmm. uh, Newt asked, is Steve playing in Nagaji? Uh, yes. Play the fifth. <laughs> I also play the fifth. M Cheese Cat has asked, will this one be a clean version akin to Bestow Curse? Absolutely fucking not. It's pirates. <laughs> Sorry. It's pirates. You can't, yeah. you can't clean up pirates. Let's see. Lord Deathquake, have we discussed what variant or alternate rules are at play yet? Great we question. have not. The alternate rules in play are the same as those in Bestow Curse. So we have Free Archetype, we have Ancestral Paragon, and we have Gradual Ability Bonus. I believe that's all. The caveat here is I'm toying with, and I think I have told the group this, I'm toying with an additional level one 
ability boost if your archetype is not a class archetype. Ah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so a lot of times the free archetype rule lends itself to being like, okay, I'm going to be a fighter wizard. Like, usually it's really easy to fall into the picking another class as your free archetype. So if you don't do that, I'm going to reward you, kind of like I did in Carrying Crown when you guys picked a weird archetype. Mm -hmm. All right, and now we've gotten this question three times now. Mm -hmm. Okay. From Jason, uh, Newt, and then someone else, but I I can't scroll back because it was a long time ago now. Will the conversion be levels 1 to 20 or stick to the Pathfinder 1 levels? This I haven't decided yet, but I'm thinking like Bestow Curse, I'd like to take this 1 to 20. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Does that mean I'm going to very arbitrarily, I don't know what the answer to this is. Let's say Skull and Shackles goes to level 16. Is that we go through Skulls and Shackles and there's a coda on the end of it? Or you adjust it so 20 hits at the end of Skull and Shackles? I'm thinking like Bestow Curse, I'm going to add a 7th book. Awesome. Neat. Eric has asked, are you going to use the new crafting rules from Treasure Vault? 100%. Crafting <laughs> rules currently suck. I'm going to use any of the new Alchemist rules as well. So I know there's an Alchemy section in there. New stuff, I would say, is encouraged over old stuff in 2nd Edition for me. And the character concepts I've heard so far embrace that. Rez has asked, there is ship combat in SNS. Are you going to homebrew those rules or are you getting them from somewhere? I am not. There is a wonderful resource out there on Pathfinder Infinite. I cannot quite remember the name right now, but they have ship combat rules and they port them into Foundry. If you want to do ship combat, you should look for them. We'll make sure to shout that out because that sounds like that's a really important resource and we should credit them where credit's due. Yeah, we'll definitely credit them when we use those rules. My only caveat to that is if they have some sort of ship combat rules that seem better in the Lost Omens Firebrands book. I know they're going to have a lot of piratey content in that book. And I'm really looking forward to the group being able to use that book before we go live with Skulls yeah. and Shackles. Haley, do we have any questions out there? Probably oh. not, right? Oh, I'm sure we do. Yeah. Wow. Uh-oh. Oh, one of the questions, this is fun. Oh, shoot. Who's it by? Oh, no. I don't know who's it by because it's gone now. <laughs> Someone asked, will Brooks know it? And oh, he's still going to know it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll still know it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a question for Brooks. You might want to at him, but we'll see. Probably. (laughs) My guess would be, if I had to guess. Mm -hmm. All right. So Trey asks, so going to ask the important question, how much sexy wear tiger content can we expect? I would say three or four books. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you you can't keep bringing the same No, 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 no. If Griffin thinks that that is a important piece of the story to bring in, then that is something we will explore. I'm not planning on bringing that in myself. So very diplomatic of you. So if um, if he thinks that's important, then we'll do it. If not, well, I've had a good run. <laughs> All right. Bippy has asked, uh, how long is it going to take before Steve starts cosplaying as his own character again? Not long, I, I think. Mm, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be an endeavor, but not long. Yeah. We'll My favorite see. response from Eric: negative days. <laughs> negative days. <laughs> already got it together. <laughs> I haven't started getting my costume together, but I probably will. All right. And then Rez has asked, I know that the new AP is several months out and I doubt that you'll want to start talking PCs yet, but is any player taking inspiration for their PC from somewhere? <laughs> you are. <laughs> I, I absolutely am. I'm absolutely taking inspiration for parts of my character Yo. from One Piece. <laughs> I haven't yet. What I will say is if you are familiar with the way that I create characters, Typically, I will circle in on a band and 
figure out what they're trying to tell me with their music and use that as inspiration for my character's thesis and the arc that I want to tell. I haven't decided what that band is going to be for this new character. There's no pre-existing IP that I'm basing this character off of, but I'm really excited for him. <laughs> awesome. I think that's I think that's all the questions. Besides, Pippi did ask Griffin just now, where'd you get that witchy pinup shirt? Pisces Trading Company, baby. <laughs> ah, appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all kinds of shirts. They might have a pirate one off the look. Ooh. Obligated to buy that. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Well, I don't think there's any other questions that came in while we were gone. I'm going to do a quick little scan, but if not, you guys can feel free to ask some more questions in the chat, too. About whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of questions about whatever, Corey did ask a while back, but I kind of skipped over it since we were talking pirates. Any classes or ancestries for Speak With Plants yet other than the ones we already know? I don't want to speak for any of the other players. Besides that, I think I heard Gorin thrown around. Yeah. I won't say who and I won't lock it in stone, but uh, certainly after the Impossible Lands book came out, you know, that was something that we were waiting for, Mm -hmm. for Speak With Plants, and I think that ancestry delivered. What I'll say is uh, I I hope we're going to be able to make it work with our scheduling and all of the stuff that we need to record. I really, really would like to have a, as we get closer to the beginning of that show, a episode of zone of truth with chris and then an episode of zone of truth with tim where we talk about their character specifically we did this exact same thing with uh bestow curse we did a uh an episode pretty much per character as we're getting ready for to release that show we may do something similar with skull and shackles i'm not quite sure yet that would be a lot of fun if we can make it work we'll do that we have some more questions here. So Newt asked, who has the craziest character concept so far Can for he, either game? Oh, for either game. Yours is the craziest I've heard so far for Skulls and Shackles. Mine. Haley, Haley. Yours, yeah, Haley. <laughs> Not that, I mean, none of them are normal. But <laughs> okay. Yours is the one I'm most excited to tie into the story, I guess, which is why <laughs> I think it's, you know, and, and that's no shade to anyone else. You haven't shared with me exactly what right. your backstory is going to be, but... Haley and I had a lot of time on our over 10-hour drive down to South one Carolina. Way. 10 to hour talk, drive one yeah, way. To talk, to talk about, um, geez, we spent that drive trying to figure out what the theme song was going to be, talking about all of the characters for all of these shows, uh, but really just like my character for Speak With Plants and Haley's character for Skull and Shackles. And uh, whew, we, we got some good stuff out of that combo. Yeah. Now for Speak With Plants, everybody has a very unique character concept, but because I do believe a little bit here because the whole theme thing is happening, everyone's stories are pretty, they try to make sure they're real and, and serious because they're, we're already all plants, right? Uh, that doesn't mean like it's it's serious in a... Um, it's like, it's not goofy. Right. Yeah. Like no, a lot of the backstories aren't super goofy. Now, the most, uh, I think, intense, involved backstory that is um, ha- has like a lot to do with the story on accident is definitely Griffin's. Um, <laughs> he was telling me some of the stuff, and I was like, whoa, how did you know? <laughs> These could tie in. So his is one that currently links a lot to places, but a lot of the backstories are currently we're working to have them link to a lot of places and speak with plants as a whole. I don't know much about Tim's. I know what he's doing. I, know I don't. Tim's. I don't know. His, yeah, of course you know. He's your GM, but 
what I've heard about Chris is is bananas. Yeah. 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 It is wild. Yeah. So that's the thing is everybody's is a little bit bananas. The reason I called out Griffin's is only because his somehow he managed to get a plot point in like like five of the six books somehow (laughs) on accident. Like he's just talking to me about it. And I was like, what? What? (laughs) And you're sure you haven't read this, right? I definitely have not when I made my jack-o'-lantern man. Yeah. <laughs> I, did not, I, did, I wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna t- take the spotlight and all these. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. That's uh very exciting as a whole. Finder of Paths and Stars then asked, have we recorded any sort of session zero or character creation yet? Nope. Will we? Um I think we'll probably do something similar to Bestow Curse, but maybe a little bit shorter because on the hlp feed you know you guys already know who we are yeah um but you know how we had like a meet the gm meet the meet the players and who they're playing kind of thing in bestow curse i think we might do like shorter just as we're on our break something to kind of like drop in as like oh hey you know here's 10 minutes of steve talking about his skull and shackles character here's 10 minutes about Haley talking about hers so i think that might be kind of the session zero stuff that will be recorded but uh these guys are all experienced enough. We don't need to do a uh, Miss Lemuangi to figure out our recording and playing setup anymore. Speak with plants. We'll have a like session zero light. I would say it's not a full session zero, but it's the way that the adventure starts is pretty abrupt, and so we need to lead into that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's no. Okay. Now this is a good time for me to say this. This will not be a good indicator going forward, but. To date, the best indicator of what we will play has consistently been things we haven't finished. Because <laughs> you're right. Most of this group got together and played a little bit of Carnival of Tears, which ended up on Linked Legacy. We never finished that, so we finished it on Linked Legacy. Most of this group had played a chunk of Curse of the Crimson Throne, which became Bestow Curse. A chunk of this group did Skulls and Shackles, and a chunk of this group has done the first little bit of Iron Fang. So there's nothing else out there that we haven't finished. Yeah, but like, just, until now, the big, the best litmus test of what we will play is things that we enjoyed but just didn't have the time to we finish. We just selfishly uh, started or uh, pushed into podcast form the things that we never finished yes. and want to do. So, Tim, if you're out there, we better finish uh, Rain of Winter. Yes. All right, so I've got a lot more questions. So Bippy's asked, out of all of the HLP PCs that have been played so far, who would you want to make a cameo in Skulls and Shackles the most? Uh, I think, you know, Saw is an easy one mm-hmm. to make a cameo in Skulls and Shackles. I really think, depending on how the end goes, like it's not a PC, but like Rags Malta, I definitely oh, want to yeah. bring in. That would be great. And I think Anya as well. You know, it really depends on how this ending happens. Yeah, if Saw and Anya get killed, they're not coming back. Maybe right. there'll be like a reference to something that they did in the past in the Shackles because Saw spent a good portion of his life down there and Anya was there for a hot second. But if they die at the end of book six and they're not going to make it, well then they're, they're dead. I think it would be really fun we'll to see Lyra and Ikmer down oh, there because at, you know, at the point of the story where we are, the Blood Moon pirates have kind of you know, joined up under Ikmer. So going forward, does that make Ikmer like the king of the Blood Moon Pirates as well? Like hey, that could be really cool to see him yeah, down in the shackles. He's probably going to be hanging out in the woods with all of his different wolf packs, but he's got to show up some he's point gotta, down he's in do the his south. Rotations, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, 
I think Lyra just so naturally fit there once, Mm -hmm. you know, after everything that had happened to her after book four, when she went there in the neutral interlude, it was just like, wow. I was honestly kind of like, hey, Emily, do you want Lyra to stay here? (laughs) It it, it almost feels like the natural, hey, Lyra would, you know, stay in the shackles. Right. So I I wouldn't be surprised if, like, in the future, that character goes back there. Yeah. You know, the shackles is close to the Mwangi. You never know. You never know. You never know who might be making a trip back home. I think I think overall those are my, like saw Anya number one and then you know Igmer Lyra maybe. Mm-hmm. Cool. What else we got? All right, we also have Newt. Do the players all know each other's backstories, or is everyone keeping things pretty close to their chest for either show? I, I would say no. With plants, we generally have a good idea of who each other are. Maybe not complete backstories. Yeah. A skull and shackles. No, but I think a good chunk of that is. We still have a lot to figure out. Yeah, Will we all know each other's backstory? Probably not, I would assume. But yeah. we just don't know because a lot of it's not figured out yet. Right. Yeah. Uh, Trey asked, is Whalebone's bell broken in HLP canon because of the interlude? Well, they didn't break the bell. All right. Answer. So the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, they just defeated his manifestation the one time. All right. Although I might have to make him stronger in Skulls and Shackles to make up for the fact that he was a pale stranger in, in HLT. I'd rather you didn't. <laughs> Wasn't fun the first time. All right, it was it was fun. It was exceedingly difficult. Random lad asked, Hideous Con 2024? Question mark? That was the, that's the question. That's it. <laughs> yes, that's when Beartooth plays a show in Columbus. We'll be there. We'll be there, yeah. Uh, what I will say about cons <laughs> is, you know... As we can go to them, we're we're gonna try. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think this next year, I'd really like to go to Gen Con, especially since we're not paying the money to go all the way out to Seattle for PaizoCon anymore. I'd like to go to Gen Con. I'd like to. Obviously, we're gonna be at Origins. Yep. That's just you know a given. So if you're coming to Columbus for Origins, we're gonna be there. Uh, bar- meet up too. Yeah, we'll have a meetup too, barring any you know out of town extenuating circumstances. But uh, we're gonna try and be here have a meetup and then you know the the world is our oyster from there i don't i don't really know one thing i will say is like dragon con looks like so much fun so that might be one that i consider going back home like the i know pax east is in philly i think Mm -hmm. so that i could kind of like check two birds with one stone we haven't decided beyond really like to go to gen con and we're definitely going to be at origins obviously we're not going to like book a venue like GCP is trying to do. They're maybe a thousand times bigger than us. <laughs> I'll probably set something right. up for uh, one of the next times I'm in Chicago, StrappleCon 2020, whatever. All of my oh, you're fans. you're not going to set that up in 2020? Nanny Yeah, any, it's, I said 2020, whatever. Okay. If that's 2023, 2024, whatever. When I'm back home in Chicago, I'll get all my fans together and uh, it'll be a freaky ass time. All right, do we got any other questions? You fucking weirdo. Oh, anyways. Uh, yes, I believe we do um, have uh, another question. Eric has asked, when this AP was originally out, PCs using our firearms was an optional addition, not a default. Will they be more prevalent in this 2E setting or still rare? Uh, I think they'll be fairly prevalent. Like, I, I'm not going to stop anyone from playing a gunslinger, certainly. And I may stat some em- enemies out with guns. Hell yeah. Pretty pirate themed. Cannons and the like. 
Other questions? Yeah, this one's a weird one, and I don't know if I get it, but Corey has asked, for Griffin specifically, how many chuggas before a chew? All right, let me think about this. Chugga, 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 chugga. I, I think eight for me. Ah. Uh, Steve, the question isn't 12. for you. The question's not for you. I don't care. It's 12. <laughs> Is it 12? I think... Chugga, 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 chugga. Oh, you go. Okay. Yeah. So, so it, but we're going at the same cadence. We're, yes. Like we're going no, it is intervals of four. Yeah. And like I said in the Discord this morning, if you're in a rush, you can get away with four. However, the correct answer is... I think it absolutely has to be a multiple of four. 100%. Yeah. Right. yeah. I think we can all hold hands on that. <laughs> Random Light asked, is Skulls and Shackle going to be a excuse for a pirate sleeve? Oh, pirate tattoos? Yeah, probably. <laughs> he figured it out. <laughs> All right. We are getting about close to the 90-minute mark for the stream. So if we have a couple other hard-hitting questions, that would be fun. Let's do those. Final jabs if we've got them. I also have to do a little bit of housekeeping here because there's some other stuff that I just want to get out into the ether before we hang up and get into the after party. So uh, any quick questions that might be good to answer on stream Haley. What do we got? Ooh, uh, I don't think there's any more questions. I think people kind of did a bunch of them all at once and we did rapid fire. Okay. So none of those. I do absolutely have a final jab though. All right. So if you got that locked down, I'm going to do a little bit of housekeeping. So I'm going to do these in date order. So next HLB community night has yet to be announced. I'm announcing it right now. It is going to be Friday, December 9th. That is going to be 8 p.m. Eastern on our Discord. So come by and hang out as Chris, the Campbells, and myself host another Hallmark Holiday movie doubleheader. All of our patrons out there, keep an eye out for an email where you're going to be able to vote on what we watch. So that is this upcoming Friday. Very exciting. The next thing up is after that is going to be our drunken disorderly for our $10 and up patrons that is scheduled for the 17th of December. So that's in two weeks from tonight. And that's pretty much it. So we'll see you after this in the community night channel of our discord for a little bit of an after party hangout with you all. But before we head out of here, we do got to get that final jab. Haley, what do we got? All right. This final jab is from Demuth. Ooh, baby. Okay. I was waiting for Steve to finish. Said no one ever. Oh. <laughs> well, that. I know how to get mine. Anyway, yeah, that's about it for this stream. Griff, we've had a lot of great guests on this show, over 100. But through that all... You've been my brother in arms for a hundred episodes of this show. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I'm very excited for the next hundred. Cheers, this hams, brother. Cheers, baby. And to all of you out there, finish your drinks. We'll see you in two weeks as we rock out to this fucking theme song. (laughs) 